Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 217. You can be whatever you want to be as long as you're connected Mm -hmm. to your soul. You know, what goes out from there is whatever you choose. You know, life is a choice. But connecting to your soul, I don't think, is an option you want to miss. I just got the chills. I know. (laughs) You've got the Holy Spirit, girl. I love it. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, Food Heals Nation, thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and today we're chatting with health coach and yoga instructor Koya Webb. Plus, we've got one of my favorite people also from North Carolina, like me. We even went to the same high school. She is co-hosting with me today. It is the sexy, fit, vegan Ella Majors. So Koya is an internationally recognized yoga teacher, a personal trainer, a holistic health and wellness coach, author, motivational speaker, and professional fitness model who is revolutionizing the holistic living landscape. She's known as a transformational specialist when it comes to helping people really reach their goals by encouraging sustainable, positive lifestyle changes that maximize their ability to cultivate self-love, to lose weight, to increase their energy, and reverse life-threatening conditions to experience optimal health. You know we're all about that over here at Food Heals. And don't forget, Food Heals Nation, that energy healer, Lisa Thomas, has given us two incredible gifts for you. The first is a free healing meditation for healing your relationship with money so that you can experience all the abundance you deserve. Plus, if you want to work with Lisa, you get $100 off a DNA healing session. I can attest to how powerful these are. Every time I go, I clear something and I'm experiencing more and more freedom from some of those misbeliefs that I was holding on to. And Lisa really is my therapist and she helps me come up with how to uh, take some next steps in my life and how to cultivate the conversations that I really want to have. She even gives me the words. So it's a really incredible experience. I highly recommend working with Lisa. You can work with her over the phone or in person if you're in Los Angeles, but wherever you live, you can just give her a call. And if you haven't listened to episode 115 with Lisa, make sure you go back and check it out. We talked about releasing inherited emotional blocks, how to heal your money mindset, and really just how to manifest what you want in your life. So go to foodhealsnation.com slash Lisa, get your free healing meditation, change your relationship with money. And if you want to work with her, just make sure you say food heals for that $100 discount on her services. Next up, our interview with Koya. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Koya believes the most important element in health is self-love. 
And from this belief came the creation of Get Loved Up. Get Loved Up encourages clients to practice daily self-care and make healthy living a priority in a fun and accessible way. Get Loved Up aims to lower the number of people with chronic diseases associated with an unhealthy diet and sedentary lifestyle. And I'm really excited for our co-host today. She has been named among Shape Magazine's 50 Hottest Trainers in America and is author of the book, The Six Weeks to Sexy Abs Meal Plan, who you may remember from multiple episodes of the Food Heals podcast. Please welcome Ella Majors. Oh, I am so happy to be here co-hosting. How cool is that? Yes, we love having you in person so we don't have to Skype you in Miami. We're glad that you're in LA in studio today. I'm so excited. Yes. All right. And today's guest is amazing. She is a highly regarded expert source and editorial contributor with the national media online with appearances on NBC, CBS, The Steve Harvey Show. Recently, she's been a main character on the reality show Yoga Girls. She has a roster of celebrity clients. She's incredible. Welcome, Koya Webb. Hey, thanks for having me. Such an honor to be here. It's so wonderful to have you. And so for anyone listening right now, Go to her Instagram page if you want inspiration because she has so much value to offer. She has this beautiful feed full of really inspirational stuff, I'm just going to say. And so, but Koya, it wasn't always this way. So can you tell us how you got into the world of yoga and veganism and consciousness? Like, how did this all start for you? Well, you know, I think that a lot of people will look at all those pictures and look at all those things and be like, man, she she's so lucky. She has it all together. But it didn't start out that way. Sure. I started off very insecure. I didn't have a lot of uh, self-worth or self-value or self-love. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn to build that over time. And what did it first for me was athletics. Yeah. You know, really starting to get out there and do something that just made me feel good about myself and the fact that, you know, I could run fast, you know, (laughs) it brought me a lot of joy. And I ran all through high school. And uh, my second year in college, I was running, I was slated to win the conference meet. And I got a stress fracture in my back. A stress fracture. Stress fracture. And what does that feel like? It feels like you're walking down the street and someone just stabs you in the back. Oh, my God. And you drop to the ground in pain. You're like, ah, what just happened? And, of course, nobody's there. So I go to the doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, you have a stress fracture in your back. Everything works from there. So... The doctor's like, you're out for this season. I'm like, what? You know, I had a full ride. I had a full scholarship. This is my way out of the country. You know, I grew up in a trailer, powdered milk. We didn't have much. And, you know, my mom and dad worked really hard to, you know, get us to where we could at least go to school, have an education, and have, you know, decent things. So for me, I love to travel. I love to see the world. We would go on one trip every summer, and Mm -hmm. I told myself, you know what, I'm going to work hard. I want to go to school, and eventually I want to travel the world. So for me, track and field was my ticket out of the country to be able to travel. Once I heard your season's over, Mm. I went into a very dark place of just self-loathing, and what am I going to do? You know, when athletes say track is life, basketball is like it really is you eat, breathe, and sleep it. Mm-hmm. And when all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, it disappears, you're just left with this emptiness. Yeah. And so I felt this emptiness, and I was like, well, what? who am I? I was crying through classes, and my teacher was like, I'm sorry, Koya, like, I need you to go see the counselor. You're really, you know, very bothered. And so I went to the counselor. She was like, why don't you try yoga? And at this time, yoga was not popular. <laughs> it was not trending. 
And I was like, what is that? I'm a Southern girl. I was like, is that worshiping Buddha or something? Yeah. <laughs> We're know? Southern girls. We right. get it. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. <laughs> and so she's like, no, no, no. It's just stretching. You know, bless her heart for just getting me in the room. Right. right? So <laughs> she's like, it's just stretching. So I went in to just stretch. First class, this woman had me standing on my head. Mm-hmm. I felt like my brain was going to ooze. I was like, this is not for me. I'm tenderheaded. I can't do this. this is, like, <laughs> That's a hard introduction to your you know, first right? I was <laughs> like, this is, why are people doing this and saying it feels good? It doesn't feel good. Why are they lying? You know? <laughs> so I was just so confused. And so the teacher saw me looking perplexed, basically. And she walks over. She's like, don't, I don't want you to start there. I want you to just breathe. Yeah. And we took this inhale together. And I felt this connection to spirit. Mm-hmm. Something that I hadn't felt since I got baptized when I was like 12 years old. I remember asking my mom and dad, like, when do I know I'm supposed to get baptized? They were like, you'll feel it. I was like, okay, I'm waiting every Sunday. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. What am I supposed to feel? Exactly. And I see people, you know, catching a Holy Ghost. I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that exactly. (laughs) Not knowing what this feeling is supposed to be. And then one day I just felt this tingle all over my head. I said, I think that's it. I think that's that's, the thing I'm supposed to be feeling. And so I consider that like uh, the Holy Spirit. And I felt it in that moment Mm -hmm. when I took the breath with the teacher. And I'm like, I'm going to be okay. So I continue with the teacher. I continue breathing and calming myself and practicing yoga and meditation. After a year, I healed my body with yoga, meditation. I started swimming and biking. The next year, I won the conference meet and led Wichita State to his first women's championship. Wow. What a story. Yeah, it was... It was really a dream come true because I seriously was like, there's no way. I just need to just breathe into the moment. And at that time, I didn't know I was going to go on to do that. At that time, I was just getting through every day and every breath. Just moment by moment. And so that's kind of my journey into yoga and meditation and holistic health. And from there, I just kept studying and learning, eventually leaving. I was like, thanks, yoga. I just want to come with me, you know. And then I got injured again and I came back to it. And then I was like, you know what? Yoga is a beautiful gift to my life. How can I be consistent? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a yoga teacher training. And I became a yoga teacher best thing I ever did with my life. I thought I was going to win a gold medal and inspire the world to live a healthy and active lifestyle by winning a gold medal. I didn't win a gold medal. I didn't go to Olympics, but I'm still inspiring people to live a healthy and active lifestyle through yoga and meditation. And I couldn't be more happy. That is so beautiful. And you know, sometimes life doesn't go as we plan. And I think so many people we interview on this show, they get thrown for a loop and their plans get altered, but it ends up being like the best thing that could have ever happened. Right. So tell us about yoga and what it can do for us. Like, how is it a healing practice that we can all incorporate into our lives? I think the healing part is that, you know, I really believe we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And what yoga does, it helps you connect with your breath and it helps you connect with your soul. The only thing that we leave here with, you know, our bodies, they eventually will go into the ground right. and disintegrate. There's not enough yoga to make us yeah. not die. Yeah, we're not, not going to, you know, yet. maybe you'll levitate, but, you know. <laughs> and so it connects you with that. And so we all get bombarded with the media, you know, from social media to the magazines to all these things. Yeah. Well, when you meditate you get to connect with your soul, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you get to quiet out all the noise, quiet out all the stress, and really center in on what really matters so you can understand why am I here? What is my purpose? And a lot of people, they're like, I don't know my purpose. Really because they've been looking in magazines for the purpose. They've been listening to parents for the purpose. They've been listening to friends for the purpose. But once you go within through the breath work and meditation, you realize like, 
oh, that's where I found my purpose. And you start to listen and you start to be guided. You start to meet the people that you're supposed to meet. You go to places Mm -hmm. that you need to go. You're actually divinely guided by your soul when you take the time to stop and listen. So meditation helps you go within, helps you, you know, not only relieve stress and gain flexibility and look great you know all those things are like honestly icing on the cake to me the biggest benefit of meditation and yoga it it does connect you to your soul and from there all the answers are unfolding one day at a time one breath at a time it's beautiful beautiful we're like (laughs) ella and i are like so tell us more (laughs) yeah because i i started my yoga journey maybe eight years ago Mm -hmm. because my body was falling apart at at, in my late 20s from doing muay thai i was Mm. i was doing muay thai hardcore and i was this intense person i'm like i'm tough you know (laughs) yoga's for woo woo people you know (laughs) and i'm a tough Girl. Yeah, and I was trying to break, at that time, trying to break the vegan stereotype. And I'm like, everybody thinks vegans have to do yoga. So I'm like, I'm not doing yoga. I'm like, you know, I want to prove them wrong. Man, it was the best thing when I finally accepted. I, I, I resisted, resisted. When you finally get to that acceptance of, let me give this a fair shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let yeah. me slow down for a moment and give this a fair shot. And when I did that, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, in the world, we come from different lineages and different religions and all these different things. But I feel like yoga yeah. just brings it back to one. Mm-hmm. We are one. We are unified through the breath. You know, we all have the breath. If not, then we won't be here, you know? And so that's that oneness that we can connect on. And that's how you have compassion for other people. That's how you how you have compassion for animals. You understand that we're all connecting in this beautiful way. And from that way, you can breathe into so many other things. Like you can still be tough and fit and yes, active. Yes, or you exactly. can be zen and chill. Mm-hmm. And you can be whatever you want to be as long as you're connected mm-hmm. to your soul. You know, what goes out from there is whatever you choose, you know? life is a choice but connecting to your soul I don't think is an option you want to miss I just got the chills I know (laughs) you got the Holy Spirit girl I love it (laughs) this is an awesome conversation and I just want to say I think that and I've been a victim to this so I can clearly say it is that sometimes we get super dogmatic and going one way Mm -hmm. and you can be a Muay Thai person and be a badass female at the same time as you are a yoga chick meditating on a mountain you can be both there's room for everything same with the diet I made the mistake of going super hardcore Mm. raw vegan from a non-plant-based diet because I thought I realized in my head, you know, this was one of my realizations that I kind of went back on, that that was the way to heal. And so I went super hardcore into raw veganism and realized that I was sick and I was unhappy and I wasn't okay because I didn't do it slowly. Mm -hmm. And I realized that sometimes my body did need cooked food. Mm -hmm. And so I had to find a balance. Same with exercise. I can hardcore run a half marathon. I've never done a marathon, but I've done a half marathon. And at the same time, I can be doing a gentle yoga class or I can be doing a kundalini meditation yoga class and they all can live together and so we don't have to say this is what i do and this is all i do there are many things that we can do to create the holistic healthy person that we are Mm -hmm. you know and it's discovering everyone's different 
Yeah, everyone's different and it's beautiful. And some people do like to focus on one thing and that's beautiful too. And some people are multifaceted. I was a multi-event athlete in college, high jump, long jump, shot put, javelin. And there's some people like, I just want to run, you know, and some people yeah. want to eat all the things. Some people want to eat carrots every day, whatever rocks your boat, whatever <laughs> yeah. floats your yeah. boat. If you like it, I love it. That's what I tell people as long as it's healthy, yeah. as long as it's healthy for you and others in the planet, you know, and if you look at those different things, that's also a choice too. You could be just totally focused on yourself and totally focus on your health I think when you do focus on yourself it actually gives you more compassion Mm -hmm. for other people because you realize you're not perfect Mm -hmm. you realize that you know you have faults and dark spaces and then you realize when you see that another you're like that's just a reflection of myself you know and so I tell people the more that you do take really take care of yourself because we always say oh yeah I love myself I love myself right but are you getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. are you eating healthy are you really making time to not just work 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 I mean because we're all you know business women but it's like do we have enough time to self-care can we go for a walk with a friend can we just meet up with the girlfriends and have tea and I feel like once you find that balance in life where it's not just work all the time but it's also some deeper connection it's also telling stories especially with strong women it's like when do we have that time where we can let our hair down and like what's hurting you Mm -hmm. right now have you been hurt like have we had because we all have those those times where we like i'm so frustrated or i'm in a funk you know but we're so high up trying to like you know stay on top because we got to be up not only for ourselves but the people that work for us and then the people that need us and then our communities out there but at the same time i think there's a shift happening that we're starting to become more vulnerable and sharing the Mm -hmm. dark times because we all have them you know and I think that's what I've learned most recently is just how to share in a way that's also inspiring, but letting people know that, hey, you know, every day is not perfect. Right. <laughs> you know, every day is not like rainbows and unicorns. I definitely have some days where I am challenged. Like my car got hit the other day and I'm like, who did that? Right. Yeah. When did yes. that happen? And they're like, yeah, we're going to need your insurance. I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. You know, but the beautiful thing is like with all those things that happen to me, like literally on a weekly basis, there are so many blessings and they outweigh all of that dark stuff, mm-hmm. all of that stuff that's constantly happening. And I, I tell people, you don't have to get stuck in the muck, right. but you can acknowledge it without getting stuck in it. And, you know, the goal is to like acknowledge it, that it's there, but also Talking to people, how how do we get out of that? How do we stay, you know, in gratitude? How do we keep our life abundant? And to me, that is staying in gratitude mm-hmm. of the blessings that you have in your life. One of the, my favorite quotes is, or I think it was my yoga instructor. Look at hey, that. Hey, he said this. <laughs> Ten points for yoga. Oh, yes. <laughs> he said, where there's complaint, there's a lack of gratitude. Mm. And that stuck with me so much. And now when I find, I catch myself, I find myself complaining. I say that phrase to myself and it brings me to a new space. Uh, Just, you know, putting that different perspective on Mm -hmm. what's going on with you right then and being able to take that step back. Wondering what you tell people that are brand new Mm -hmm. um, to the idea of, okay, I think I'm open to trying that yoga thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you tell somebody like that? Like, because there's so many different types. And, right. You know, there's there's a wealth of yoga studios and teachers. And what? how would you recommend they That's go That's a great it? question. I would say the first thing I recommend is like 10 to 20 minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, just sitting in silence with the breath, deep inhale, exhale. Just 10 times, just find that relaxation to where you can quiet out 
the noise because a lot of times again it that's your guidance that's your gps that's your internal gps system so it'll help guide you through different types of yoga i love vinyasa flow Mm -hmm. which is flowing movements with the breath i also like yin yoga which is longer holes i also like acro yoga which is yoga Mm -hmm. with a partner thai massage you know and it's so there are many different types of yoga and so i would tell a person start with meditation just sitting getting quiet because it connects you to your internal gps and it will guide you to different places that you can try out and you can decide oh i like this better Mm -hmm. than this or maybe you like a couple of different ones and you do them at different times depending on how you feel but vinyasa flow is my favorite yin yoga is a favorite acro yoga is a favorite and I'm actually certified in Ashtanga, which I think you might like. I've done that. I've done that. I did it 30 really, days. Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. hardcore. And yeah. it's kind of for those people who want a little bit more of a challenge, mm-hmm. but also like consistency. So there's so much yoga out there. And then you have different lineages of yoga, you know, comedic yoga that originated in Egypt, then you have, you know, what most people know, the traditional yoga out of India. So you have different lineages, and then you have Kundalini yoga that's a bit more spiritual. There's so many types, (laughs) depending on which route you want to go. So if you start with the meditation first and getting quiet, you'll get that guidance Mm. towards, okay, what is my soul asking for right now? To be honest, I feel like different times in my life ask for different types Mm -hmm. of yoga. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really a beautiful journey. Like, as you mature, as you grow, as you become more more active in life, you might want a more calming yoga. And maybe if your life is more calm, you might want a more mm-hmm. uplifting yoga. It's just about balance, like yeah. with everything, right? Finding that balance that feels good for you. I love all types of yoga and I love Pilates. I am a whore of all. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fitness give whore. it to me, bring it to me. <laughs> but um, one thing, and you mentioned this a minute ago, is that the um, Kundalini yoga, which can be more spiritual, it's also can be quite a workout, especially for the arms and the abs. But I want to talk about this because this is one of my favorites. So for me, I have a lot of um, old stuff that will come up. I, as you guys both know, I lost both of my parents to cancer by the time I was 25. You know, Western medicine failed them. So I have all of this trauma around that. And I've worked super hard on healing it. And I am still healing it every day. But sometimes, and I usually wake up in gratitude and excitement for the day I'm living the life I want to live, but some days I still wake up and I am sad or I am um, not feeling motivated. And so my number one tool for picking up on my motivation is kundalini yoga. So what I do, it doesn't take an hour, it just takes a few minutes as I sit in easy pose, I raise my arms up, and I do breath of fire. And this can bring me to a place that no other um, type of practice has brought me before. And I just want to put that out there if anyone's interested, just you can look this up on YouTube and figure out how to do it, it's not hard. (laughs) But ladies, what is your opinion on Kundalini? Like, what can it do for us? Because I think it brings me out of a funk. I think it makes me energized. I think it makes me feel like a person that wants to produce in the world and not a person that wants to sit on the couch, watch Netflix and binge eat. Mm -hmm. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah, I think kundalini yoga and any of those types of yoga can do that. Um, But I also think when it comes to processing deep-seated trauma, I feel like a lot of the times we stuff especially if you're on the go person we stuff things down oh and things 100% come up mm-hmm. when it's darkness and i used to say okay when it's darkness gratitude but actually when you're feeling in a funk or darkness, it's actually someplace that needs to heal yep. and you can overlook it and you can get yourself out of it or 
it's a choice. You can choose to heal it. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this hypnotherapy meditation Ooh. with this guy called Glenn Harrow, and I've been learning it for myself because I'm really into healing as well. And so it's a choice. You can choose to close your eyes to it. You can choose to heal it. And so when something continues to come up, I think healing is a really important part of it. So you can bring it up. And, you know, life and death is something that we all go through. But the beautiful thing is that our spirits and our souls are continuing to vibrate in a certain energy depending yeah. on what you want to call in okay so a beautiful way to maybe open the heart to processing that is kind of dealing and kind of feeling into that Mm -hmm. or maybe getting with a coach that can help you feel into those feelings and make that connection with your relationship to your parents and and start to get into that you gotta feel it to heal you gotta feel Mm -hmm. it to heal it and so so that's what i would say when situations come with that and i and i love the kundalini question but i also can't overlook that there's something deeper there oh 100 so i'm sorry i don't mean to over like gloss over it like mm-hmm. I'll be fine once yeah. I do my kind of so I do inner child meditations and I do a lot of work on it but there are some days where I'm just like I gotta get through this day I can't dwell on this mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean I'm not going to it doesn't mean I'm avoiding the inner right. work mm-hmm. it means I know there's still much more to heal mm-hmm. but it might get me through the next 24 yeah. hours. Yes. Doesn't mean I cannot do the other stuff because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. If we stuff it down, mm-hmm. it's only going to show up in other... That's when you're yelling at the guy in the traffic, mm-hmm. get out of my room. <laughs> I mean, who are we really mad at, right? Right, right. Yeah. It's like, why am I late again? Okay, I'll give myself more time to do my kundalini in the morning. <laughs> but to answer your question, I think kundalini, because it's a spiritual practice, it does help you go deep and do the breath of fire and kill off some of that negative energy energy or that darkness so you can show up for yourself and your work and things like that I think it's a really good yeah I think sometimes when we're doing so much work on ourselves and Mm -hmm. we we start to develop these tools and we start to use them and we get more comfortable with them I feel like sometimes and this is true for me I will start beating myself up if I don't turn things around like if I don't turn my negative into positive I'm like I have the tools (laughs) to turn my negative into positive why am I not turning my negative into positive then you're stressing about stressing or you're beating yourself up about basically beating yourself up and it just (laughs) compounds the situation yeah you know so having that space to allow yourself to feel down sometimes without Mm -hmm. beating yourself up for it yeah you know because sometimes we should feel down like that's okay yeah and then to give yourself that freedom to be Mm -hmm. in that place without having to beat yourself up or or act on it in a negative way. You can have it without acting on it. Right. And you can share it because one of the ways that I started connecting to my students when I felt like, okay, I'm never coming in anywhere mad but if I'm feeling low energy instead of always like, bing, I'm okay, everything's Mm -hmm. fine. I was like, you know what, you guys? I was feeling really sad about, I was actually thinking about my parents today and I'm actually going to do something that's going to help me and I hope it helps you too. So learning how to share the dark and share like the thing I think is, has been my next evolution of becoming a better teacher is just learning how to share those moments in an uplifting way. Like this is how I'm showing up for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up, right? But this is how I'm showing up for you is because I'm not going to let it defeat me. Mm -hmm. And the difference I wouldn't say is a point of like, you know, I'm having a fun day my, my boyfriend's a beat and I just get you know that's a different <laughs> kind of energy but you know me and my boyfriend had an argument this morning but you know what 
that's in the past and I'm going to show up and I'm going to hold space for a beautiful class and I'm going to hope things get better. And maybe someone else had a, me too. And they come to you out right. the class mm-hmm. like, I exactly. already knew my boyfriend. And then you're making that connection just because you stare at that story and, and instead of like, everything's fine, everything's good. Right. I'm superwoman. Yeah. And, you know, and we are superwoman. But I do think my evolution as a teacher is starting to share, you know, some of those challenging times in my life. And so that, you know, not only can it help me heal, but I'm realizing the more that I do it, it's helping so many other heal on a deeper level. I think that's really beautiful about what both of you do because you are both entrepreneurs. You authentically share what's up for you, what you've been through. Because if I look at both of you right now, you're like super fit, super (laughs) hot. I'm like, I want to be you. And so for all your students, they feel like that. They need to know that Mm -hmm. you have been where they have been. They need Mm -hmm. to know that you have been to the dark places, that you have felt unhealthy, that you have felt sad or depression or fat or whatever. Otherwise, they can't relate to you and they can't learn from you. Absolutely. So being authentically who you are is such an important part of like the brands that we're all building. And I I really appreciate that about both of you, 100%. Thank you. Yeah, I've been listening to Brene Brown a, yes, a lot more. I I've been her. I've been into the TED Talks lately. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so and, good. And just that that shame that so many of us, right. especially especially women, yeah. um, carry around. And the antidote, I think she's the one who said the antidote to shame is vulnerability. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good quote. Tweet yeah. that out. Yeah. That's <laughs> tweetable. <laughs> I love. Tweet. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, in that vulnerability, you realize that, you know what, you find so so many connections and yes. you have nothing to be ashamed mm-hmm. about. Exactly. Because we're all going through this thing called the human experience, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's just temporary. You mm-hmm. know, we're going through all these things and what doesn't kill us will make us stronger. Yeah. If we just remember that, you know, it'll help us not be so shameful of those times where we fall down or the times that we hurt uh, times we have things happen to us you know it was so funny this girl was telling me she's like yeah this happened to me and this happened to me and she's like nothing ever happens I was like girl have you lost your mind (laughs) you need to hang out with me every day I was like I don't necessarily talk about it because I got other things you know I'm on this list right and you know her saying that was like you know what I need to talk about it more but I'm so like on to the next thing I was like I ain't got time for that I mean I ain't got time for that I don't even time you know and I was like you know I need to post about it more that is exactly what that vulnerability just erases that shame Mm -hmm. like okay I got a parking ticket okay someone ran into my car okay you know and just sharing those Mm -hmm. moments that you really honestly being a positive person an optimistic person you do want to forget it you're like Mm -hmm. okay I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna focus on that that was negative that wasn't good I'm on with to the next right (laughs) you know it's so easy for me to do done I tell people they're like well you I always tell people challenges don't end. You could just get better at dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And so part of getting better at dealing with them is you process them like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, yes. you know, when yes. I was younger, I'm like, I'm mad for five days. You right. know, that person yeah, 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 cut yeah, yeah. me off. What's wrong with her? I was driving the other day and that person cut me off. When? Three days ago. I can't believe it. You know, I was like, why are you still mad? You know? Whereas someone can cut me off. You're like, did you see that person just cut you off? Oh, they're probably in a hurry. Yeah. You know, I'm just there's so much compassion. So I feel like you process it faster. So you almost, for me, sure. I forget to share it. I, I can relate to that completely. Another thing I think about, I think a lot of people say that I don't want to bother anybody else with my problems. Right. right. It's that feeling of... Another way to look at that, though, is you're giving other people, people want to help other people. So you're giving other people an opportunity to be there for you. Yeah. And it, it, that actually helps them as well as helps you. 
I totally agree. And when you do that with your community, they're just, you know, I'm always helping my community, but when do I give my community a chance to help me out? You know, and when I do that and people give me all the advice and it feels so good. You feel loved up by the community. It's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Really is. It's a beautiful circle. So everyone on this podcast today is plant powered. We um, mostly subscribe to a plant based whole foods diet and I love it. I know that you ladies thrive on it, but I want to ask you a serious question. And that is there are people who right now think that they don't have access to fruits and vegetables or they cannot afford to buy fruits and vegetables. We are in a crisis right now in Los Angeles and many other communities across the US and abroad where people live in food deserts. And so here we are sitting in a beautiful studio in West Hollywood and we're drinking our green juice and having a blast. But how can people who are disproportionately affected by food deserts and things like that eat these healthy, delicious foods? What can they do? What are some affordable ways to bring veganism and plant power into our everyday diets? I think that's a really good question. I mean, there are food deserts out there and it's really hard. One thing, this new situation coming up in LA where they're actually delivering food. I forgot the name of it. I want to say food every day. I forgot what it's called, but it's starting in Compton to where there's affordable food. It's something like a Subway where you have all these affordable quinoa bowl and vegetables. We don't have to have like all these extravagant like star fruits and goji berries that cost $12 a bag and things like that. We can actually just have fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. It doesn't have to be all of the superfoods, you know, that are super expensive. So I think one um, way we can do that is start to build gardens, you know, in these places and teaching people how to garden and build their own gardens. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one really good uh, way. And also CSAs and farmers market in these places because they don't have the access. So it's like we have to go to these places and we have to start to heal from the ground up. Yeah, there's so many communities that are starting to come together to right. create these gardens. And yes. speaking of TED Talks, I, I I wish I remember his name, but he talks about doing just that, going into Ron Finley. Is that yes. I think that is it. Yes. I visited Ron Finley, and he's really has a huge initiative, and I actually visited yeah. his garden. It just needs more than one person. Right. Yes. It, needs, That's the it thing. needs so much love, and so yeah. many more of us just getting out there to help. And I feel like that was the biggest thing um, he was talking about, is just having like more community support. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that just reminded me to go see him while I'm here in LA. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. you know, it's so important for us to come together as a community, and the only way those food deserts are going to get what they need is if we come together as a community and help out. I was Googling while you were talking, Koya, Mm -hmm. because I was wondering if I found it. Everytable.com. Everytable.com. Okay, so their mission is to make nutritious, fresh food affordable and accessible to all, and they have a focus in places like downtown LA, Watts, Compton, Baldwin Mm -hmm. Hills, Century City, even Santa Monica. So I think that, you know, we can't create something everywhere sitting at this table, but try to find out what's in your community that may exist that you don't even know about because Mm -hmm. our goal on this podcast and all of what we are doing is to help everyone get Mm -hmm. healthy but not everyone understands that how easy it can be for them because of some things that are beyond their control so I really think it's important Mm -hmm. to talk about like 
what is accessible, yeah. what's not, and how to do our best when it's not as affordable or inaccessible. And I also think the education, too, is a huge piece. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing that it's not just about being vegan, but actually eating fruits and vegetables. Not Oreos. Vegan junk food. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'd like to give a shout out to chickpeas. Okay. Because hey. <laughs> a can of chickpeas, uh, an organic can of chickpeas is 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And that is a that is feeling. I eat about a can of chickpeas every single day. Really, I do. Yes. So yeah, legumes, chickpeas are amazing. And it's a dollar, you know. And they're filling, and they're full mm-hmm. of fiber and nutrients and protein. Yeah, like yeah. that. It's not a fresh fruit or vegetable, but it's absolutely good for you. And yeah, it's good. And complex yeah, but, carbohydrates like oh, yeah. quinoa, chickpeas, lentils. Those three Those, are not in expensive. my house every single yeah. day. I'm having them for dinner, and then I put veggies and fruit on top because they are more expensive. But once you have like this that base that mm-hmm. you need yeah. that's yeah. gonna yeah. be yep. Yep. you know high protein high fiber and things like that yeah. so chickpeas lentils quinoa yep. I mean that's All the that's the key yeah, we need so to ship it. I feel like you guys make it easy. You have a cookbook. You have your YouTube channel where you can watch Koya. Here's what I eat every day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's just go into that a little bit. Some of your favorite staples that we can have every day that are easy, delicious, affordable. Let's just go into that. Uh, well, can I tell a funny story? Of I- course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm all about the intuitive eating. Listen yes. to your body. and. I have my routines, you know, and you sometimes you get stuck in a routine and don't want to try other things. Well, I found out that uh, what works best for me is to get up and eat a huge salad. And I know I know that sounds really bizarre to most people, but I think thinking outside the box yeah. is a big deal. You mean not bacon, eggs, and hash browns? That is correct. <laughs> not, not those things, yes. Just a big bowl of, of chickpeas, and it sustains me. So I, yeah. I feel like part of it is really discovering, thinking outside the box, thinking no rules. There are no mm-hmm. rules here. Right. It's about finding what works for you and your body and your routine and your family and you know putting that together and i always have my clients start start a list of go-to meals and snacks Mm -hmm. right and once you find something that's easy that works for you you write it down Mm -hmm. and so that you remember it until you get those things until you build a staples kind of what your staples are in your kitchen that you can go in there at any time as long as you have those staples and throw together something really quick and easy. Yeah. And again, chickpeas are big for me. I'll just throw <laughs> together chickpeas and tomatoes and avocado. You've got a fantastic salad. It takes 10 minutes, you know? Well, we can't wait to read your chickpea cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds awesome. I feel like I'm very similar. Like I have my routine, you know, in the morning. Um, I like to have, you know, lime water and cayenne and starter water with just liquid, just flushing out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we're asleep. We're processing toxins and all that stuff. So I have the lime water with cayenne, speeds up your metabolism, gets your blood flowing. And then I have either a bowl of fruit or a fruit smoothie or a high protein superfood smoothie, mm-hmm. depending on how I'm feeling. Maybe it's like going to be really dense or maybe it's going to be light. And I really just kind of intuitively, like you said, just feel what my body mm-hmm. wants to feel. But I like keeping it light in the morning. And then I have a huge salad for lunch. I feel like in the middle of the day between 12 and 3, your digestion is going to be the strongest as the sun is the highest. So you can eat more greens and heartier, like, you know, chickpeas and lentils and things like that. And then at the end of the day, usually I have a cooked meal. And so I'll have, again, either chickpeas, lentils, or maybe like a soup or whatever I want to have at night. You know, I can have fun and go out to eat. I tell people like 80% of the time, meaning on this nutrition, like, you 
know, smoothie or fruit salad in the morning, a huge superfood salad with different types of grains for lunch and like a veggie bowl for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of the time, going out and eating things mm-hmm. like fritz toast and vegan sausage and hash yes. browns right. and all there the vegan go. things, like what we're going to eat this Let weekend. Eat <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, but, but I feel like it's about balance and yeah. intuition and just following what feels good for you. Absolutely. Did you say that digestion is best when the sun is highest? Yeah. Tell me everything. So, <laughs> you know how we are connected to our universe and yes. we're connected to the sun and the moon and nature and things like that. So the highest vibration, think of when the energy is the highest and when we're having lunch and things like that. So as the energy starts to increase and the sun starts to come high in the earth, we have all of the energy. We have the brightest sunlight. We're expending the most energy. We're usually sweating the most if it's summertime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's when our energy is the highest. We're going to be able to digest the best. And a lot of people today have problems with digestion. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, if when you know, you're know you sleeping, you're fasting. So if you break that fast with fruit and liquids and just flush out, Mm-hmm. Then you give yourself a chance to gently set your digestion up for your biggest meals of the day. And it right. doesn't have to be a salad. You could totally eat your legumes and whatever you want to eat. Mm-hmm. But if you're really trying to maintain your digestion and your weight, if you don't have a problem with that, you're fine. You can eat whatever you want. But if you're really having challenges, I recommend people to eat at that time because they're going to have the best digestion. And then tapering towards night, you know, kind of taper back down to light or easy to digest things. Speaking of digestion, um, I had some issues with digestion for a little while. I had a lot of bloating after mm-hmm. eating. Yep. I would have to wait like four or five hours to go get my workout in because I felt like this, the food was sitting in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I dealt with this for, for years, right? And I'm trying to figure out what foods I'm sensitive to. I'm, I went on the holistic holiday at sea yes. cruise about, I think it was maybe two years ago. And I forgot which doctor said it, but the thing I took away from that cruise, and they had uh, Michael Greger, Dr. Clapper, they had all the good, uh, (laughs) uh, Dr. Campbell, like they were all there. What I took away from that cruise was chew your food. Yeah. Uh I I went 30 some years not (laughs) chewing my food. You're like, I'm vegan, I work out. But I just I don't have to chew my food. And you don't, you don't know. Can it. I get a break? You don't know. <laughs> it. You did, I did How not realize it, it when I started chewing my food. Now it takes me that salad I eat in the morning. It takes me an hour. Mm. Your stomach doesn't have teeth. Okay, so we have to break it all down as much as possible here. That's yeah. where the digestion starts. Exactly. In your, your digestion starts in the mouth. And yeah, when you true. chew your food to a paste, I'm telling you, if, if anybody's listening has digestive problems, try this first because yes. it is yeah. cheap. <laughs> and you know, and if that worked, and that literally mm-hmm. changed my life. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It is. It's truly amazing. People are like, I need to take digestive enzymes. Yeah. I need to right. change everything. Eat, chew as much as you can in your mouth before you swallow and everything will change. And I know better, but I still always do better. But I know better. The longer I chew, the yep. better I feel. Chew it to a paste. That's what and I say. And speaking of paste? digestive enzymes, it's like you can find that in fruits and vegetables. Again, oh, it's yeah. not just yes. about eating plant-based, but also eating a high amount of high-fiber fruits. And that's why in the morning, it's like fruits. I tell people, find five of your favorite fruits, five of your favorite vegetables, and have different ones every single day. Yes. And that'll help you get them in. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of us go to our favorite, yeah. like, oh, I love spinach, or I love broccoli, and we'll get those. But it's really great to rotate them because yep. Different fruits and vegetables have different antioxidants, Mm -hmm. and that's going to aid in the digestion as well. And I really remember when I had a time where I was like, I'm always sleepy because I love like things like pancakes and French toast. I used to love a heavier breakfast in the morning, and I still have it. Like every once in a while, maybe once a week, I'll still have my pancakes Mm -hmm. and French toast. Mm -hmm. But I've learned I feel better and I have more energy when 
I'm lighter you yes. know, in well, the morning. And yeah, so man. I feel like it's different, again, different for everyone. And it also, once you find out what works for you and you get your staples, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. I think taking in so much of this information that we're talking about mm-hmm. and then finding what fits best mm-hmm. has what's helped me along this long health journey. Sure. And then also as we grow and as we age, you know, it all happens <laughs> to all of us. Mm-hmm. We realize that it might change. It yeah. might shift. And that's okay, too. Absolutely. Yes. I ate fruit for a while for breakfast. I was addicted to pineapple. Oh, God. I'm an too. addictive person. Uh, all or nothing kind of <laughs> I ate I think an entire pineapple a day wow. for about <laughs> I'm not kidding for about oh six God. months wow I'm not kidding was this a good thing or a bad thing I don't know I, really don't <laughs> I mean know. you have bromelain in the pineapple so yeah. it's great, really great for digestion yeah, yeah. it's great for um, digestion it, it worked for me for a little while, and it then it yummy. stopped working, and so I went to salad. Like, how like, did it stop working? I mean, I love well, pineapple. I just you know what <laughs> I just got tired. I think what happened. No, I still am. I love pineapple, <laughs> but I think I found that when I started eating my salad, just the way my routine goes, I get up and I go right to the computer. I start working really, really early. I get my workout in in the middle of the day, like eleven between eleven and one. When I eat that salad really slowly, mm-hmm. um, I found my energy sustains all the way till after my workouts. Mm-hmm. When I had fruit only in the morning, I couldn't get through my workout without feeling hungry a little down because that, that food had already been digested because mm. fruit digests quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like on. intermittent fasting a little bit. Yeah. Right? Well, I and thinking. I definitely wait. And, you know, I don't do intermittent fasting necessarily, but I, I do try to get in those 12 hours between, between yes. dinner and breakfast. Mm-hmm. That absolutely, you know, I'm all about not having rules, but that just makes me feel better. So yeah, it's not a rule. It's making a choice based on right. how that makes me feel. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that 12 hours, I, for me, I think for most for the most people, that's helpful. Yeah, I really do. A lot of people ask me about that, and they ask me what I think. I think I, that's so great because it's really giving your digestive system a break, mm-hmm. yeah. time to reset. So it doesn't matter. Reset. Sometimes it's harder for people to do in their waking hours, but mm-hmm. if you can do that, I mean, that's, you know, and some people can do it, and some people have more of a challenge. They want to go through kind of their routine, especially if you have family and mm-hmm. you have like everyone's yeah. not trying to yeah. not eat until noon. But yeah. when it comes to longevity, you guys have heard of the blue zones yes. which is the places in the world where people live the longest yep. and they go anywhere from 10 to 12 hours fasting or not eating yes. and so it really gives your um, system a chance to process and digest and just set itself up for you know the rest of your day so yeah, that's if you can think about that's just from 7 p.m to 7 a.m yeah. yeah i mean it's just your quiet hours for well but for who someone. goes to bed at 7 a.m <laughs> no, well, no, no. <laughs> but stop you have to stop eating right yeah. right if you can i'm not hard on that rule if i yeah. go out to dinner or whatever right, i right. work late you know but i just do find that that does help my digestion throughout the day as well because mm-hmm. you you're not you're starting on a on a fresh kind of rebooted start yeah. into your digestion if you go to sleep full of food you will experience so many health problems including acid reflux including poor digestion including weight gain and so the more hours that you can have between eating and going to bed, the better your body is going to feel. I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. I understand it's not for everyone, but I was told by a functional medicine doctor who I super respect that I had to eat every few hours because I had low blood sugar. And I was wondering, why am I still feeling tired? Because I'm eating from the moment I wake Mm -hmm. up until the moment I went to bed. So then I learned about intermittent fasting and I decided to give it a try. And so that actually changed everything for me personally because I realized I had more energy when I was eating in a smaller time window. So now 
I actually don't eat breakfast. And this is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Please, if you're listening, if you love breakfast and you are powered by that smoothie as soon as you wake up, Mm -hmm. don't stop it. But if you're like me and you're like, I'm not feeling full energy, give it a try. Mm -hmm. So what I do is no matter what, 12 hours is minimum. But I try to do 16 to 18 where I'm not eating until later, maybe 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. Then I'm having my smoothie and my lunch. And it may sound far out. And I just like Ella, I don't subscribe to it when I need to go out to lunch or out to dinner and it's a business meeting or it's a fun thing or it's a wedding or something like that. But it's when I'm on my own time. I'm not on anyone else's time or schedule. When I do intermittent fasting, which means I don't eat between certain hours, I try to stop by 8 p.m., maybe not start till 12 p.m. And that can vary, but that's kind of what I've been doing. I feel like a million dollars. I feel so much better. And I can eat during that time and I eat plant powered and there may be a glass of wine in there. There may be a little sugar in there, (laughs) but there won't be a lot in there. And so I personally feel better. So see what works for you. Exactly. Everyone Mm -hmm. is different. And the beautiful thing is like when you start at 12, you have like your best digestion hours right there when you're starting to eat. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And I know it's not for everyone. Some people like Susie has to eat as soon Mm -hmm. as she gets up. Mm -hmm. And if that is you, wonderful. Right. Do what you got to do. I like to exercise fasted. I like if I've eaten, I will not go as hard. I will not try as hard. I'll give up sooner whatever. I like to not eat, then exercise, then eat after. Some people like to exercise after they've eaten. So really, you have to find what works for you. But when Mm -hmm. you find what works for you, you're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. experiment with this, right? Yeah. Listen to your body. As long as your body feels good, your mind feels good, you feel vibrant and energetic, that's a good sign that it's working for you. you And then when you stop feeling that way, you know, reach out because I've found different times. Sometimes I can go, I went for a while with the intermittent fasting doing that. And then I went back to like having superfood smoothie in the morning and that feels good for me right now. But it's different times. Like I said, I really do believe depending on what you're dealing with, sometimes if you're in a headspace... Uh, versus a physical space then you need different types of energy mm-hmm. and so it's really mm-hmm. not even like a right or a wrong or this or that it's like really depending mm-hmm. on what are you calling forth from your body like if you're calling forth a lot of intellectual energy a lot of spiritual energy you're going to be better fasted yeah. you know if you're pulling a lot of energy out of your body like you said once you get done with that workout you're going to want something eventually yeah. if not in the first 30 minutes you know soon after and it might be more challenging for someone but I like this conversation because I think a lot of people just blindly go out there and try to try to do what someone else is Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. but one thing that I want all the listeners to know is that you have to understand everyone has a different lifestyle and different thing Mm -hmm. they're doing so you really have to eat and fuel up based on your lifestyle 100% yeah people always ask me what do you do? And I'm like, it really doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. You know? like, like, I can tell you. I can tell you, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, we all look at people and we go, oh my God, they've got it all figured out. Right. And I do that too. I'm totally guilty. I look at both of you and I'm like, they've got it. <laughs> but like, I have to figure out for myself. Yeah, and right. it may be a little bit of what Koya does and it may be a little bit, actually a lot, a lot of what Koya <laughs> does and a lot of what Ella does. But really it's individualized for me because I have a different body mm-hmm. type. I have a different blood type. I have a different, you know, nutritional needs and exactly and so I can take from what you do I can take from what you do and I can apply it to myself and see what sticks so both of you are really really teachers and empowerment coaches in the field of exercise and veganism but let's just start with exercise and building strength Mm -hmm. how can we build more strength in our bodies that makes us feel more strength in our 
in our emotions and in our mind. I think that, you know, physical strength is where a lot of people start. That mental and spiritual strength can be built from that place. Or you can do it. You know, you can reverse engineer it, right? Yeah. (laughs) So a lot of people, when they're walking, you know, you can feel a certain strength. Just as we are little babies learning to walk, we feel strong. We're like, ah, you know, walking and just figuring it out. And everything we do starts from just beginning as we're a child and growing into each level. So whether we're lifting weights or running or dancing or even if you're in a wheelchair, like you have this base level of strength that will grow and get stronger over time. And the way to do that is consistency. Consistency is another number one thing, no matter where you are in your life. If you're consistent of what you're trying to read, you're going to get stronger every single day. Some days you might not get as strong as others, but if you keep moving forward, you will get stronger every day. So I think it's just coming from that space. And I feel that when I go to my hardcore classes and I'm like, I'm so strong. I just held a plank for two minutes and I just lifted (laughs) these weights. Then I emotionally feel strong. Like I can tackle anything. And I love Mm -hmm. that connection. And Ella, you are also a super fitness coach and you know what you're talking about in this field. So tell us what your perception is on this. I believe it's all about empowerment. Yes. And that has to start in the mind. You can build a strong body without having the strong mind, but to be fulfilled in life, to feel beautiful and sexy and strong from the inside out, that has to start in the mind. And when you have a strong mind, you can do anything. You can do anything with your body. You can do anything with your heart. You get in touch. You get in tune with your body. You get to make decisions based on what works for you Mm -hmm. and what brings you joy, what brings you strength, what brings you fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. When you have that, then you can make conscious choices and you can achieve anything from the physical strength to what you do, what your career is, what, what brings you happiness. You can start to make choices that bring you that. 100%. Thank you for that. And so let's go into some of your optimal living healthy tips. So you both come at it from a different perspective, but very similar. We're all plant powered in this room. You are the yoga chick. You are the sexy fit abs chick. So let's just (laughs) talk about like how to bring this healing into our lives to be strong, healthy women. I definitely think one of the optimal ways, you know, is spiritual strength and with yoga and meditation, just starting out with that spiritual strength by connecting with your soul through meditation. Just giving yourself about 10 minutes of just sitting in silence. There's no right or wrong way to meditate. You just sit there and you breathe and you listen to your breath and you let thoughts come up. That's fine. If something tragic comes up, that's fine. If something dark comes up, that's fine. Just sitting with it and just allowing yourself to process, allowing yourself to breathe, allowing yourself to release anything that happened before or after the present moment and just sinking down. I think that will build your, your spiritual strength over time. And from that, you know, you can have a strong mind and mentally, one thing that's helped me out a lot um, with, you know, my struggle with, you know, self-love and loving myself as I am is affirmations. Mm-hmm. So I love, you know, I am healthy, I am strong, but not just saying them, but just looking in the mirror, just really looking at myself. You yeah. can be in your birthday suit, 
Okay. <laughs> so, and just looking, you know, looking at your eyes, saying, I love myself, and looking directly into your eyes and yes. saying that, and looking at your body, because we all have, you know, moments where we feel like, oh, I'm a little this, or I'm a little that, or I could do this and that. But no, just looking at yourself and like, I love you. Yes. Just yes. as you are. Whatever, goals, have the yes. goals. That's yes. great. But just love yourself as you are right now. I think that's the strongest, most impactful thing you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm around so many people. Um, you know, I won't call her out, but someone close to me and my family, they're like, but I got this here and I got this here and I'll love myself once I lose this. I was like, well, let me, let me tell you this. This is a fact Mm -hmm. that it comes off faster if you love it. Love it because it's a part of you. And the more that we accept, you know, these things that they're a part of us there, there was that good cheesecake you ate, you know, hey, you know, you wasn't complaining when you was putting it in, don't complain when it's sitting on you, you know, so the thing is, we, we make these choices in life, and it's okay, you know, to celebrate, you know, times where we do let it go a little bit, and then the times where we're like on it and consistent, and then we are, you know, stronger, but I think those are all beautiful times, and whatever we do, they have consequences, like what we eat, you know, and I feel like if we start taking responsibility, for the things that we do, we start to feel better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think the spiritual strength, the mental strength is really important. And then the physical strength is going to just give you the confidence, you know, in life to keep, you know, stay consistent because you can actually Mm -hmm. see it. Mm -hmm. For me, well, there's a million things, but (laughs) acceptance is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also comes with aligning your actions with your values. And most of us don't take the time to step back and say, what are my values? And that's one of the first things we do as part of my Plant Empowered program is sit down and actually say, what are my values? What what do I care about? What's going to bring me fulfillment in my life? Yeah. And when you sit down, I bet you pretty sure it's not going to be having the perfect body. It's not going to be in your top five. Right. Mm-hmm. It's health, family, love. For me, it's animals. That was something I connected to at a very young age. And when you explore those that's what's going to bring you happiness mm-hmm. then you're going to start making decisions based on those things and then it becomes easy then it becomes not about willpower but about making choices that are going to serve you and bring you joy and bring you empowerment mm-hmm. um so it, it becomes less about trying to resist that yeah, yeah. you know like oh no i can't it's the rules because then i'll gain pounds and you know yeah. it's not it's not about that and when you get to that place then you're not going to eat extra, you know, you're not going to probably binge as much as you might do now because you care about your health, you care about feeling good. And then the physical results will happen a lot easier. 100%. You are both plant-powered entrepreneurs, and how did you give yourself permission to move into that space? How did you say, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to let anyone hold me back. I'm good enough. I don't need anyone else's permission to do this. How did you really say, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to tackle this topic and I don't give a F what anyone has to say. (laughs) Well, for me, when I started Get Loved Up, which is love yourself, love others, love the planet. Get loved up. Get loved up. Because we all need so much love. Yeah, You know, we all need so much love and it's something that each and every one of us needs. And I don't think there's ever a limit to how much love we can get. And for me, it was like I saw how much I needed it in my life Mm -hmm. and how much that I was actually giving it a lot 
but I wasn't allowing myself to receive it. Mm-hmm. Not from myself, sometimes not from other people because like I was too busy trying to give. It's like, let me give you this question. No, no, let me give you this right, and you right, this right, and you right. this. And I was like exhausting myself giving because I'm a yes girl, I'm a giver, I'm a mm-hmm. lover, but I actually had to step back and learn how to receive and learn how to take care of myself because it's like, I know you love giving. It's almost like when you're a giver and a lover, it's like crack. You know, you actually yeah. get addicted mm-hmm. to giving and and seeing people happier and that gives you a high and it's actually a process look at yourself and think like how do I need to be nurtured how do I need to be taken care of and when do I make time for that so once I learned how to do that for myself and I looked around me and I saw so many women that they're they're, they're these nurturers and givers and grinders I'm like baby girl you know, because most of the time we're doing all right, but we ain't really doing all right. 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 So I feel like, you know, I created Get Loved Up. So not only for myself as a constant reminder to myself, but also to all those women out there who are grinding, who are givers and who are lovers, who are just not making enough time for themselves to do the things that they need to show that they love themselves. Not just say it, but to show that they love themselves. And so, and when I started to do it and I started to get these letters like, oh my God, I changed my life. I feel so much better I thought I was doing a lot but now I'm doing even more and I can't believe you know how much better I feel and that's really is what made me say you know I'm gonna go and I'm gonna touch as many women as possible and now with Get Loved Up I created this yoga teacher training where I'm teaching women yoga meditation and holistic health so then they can go out and spread the word not just me teaching but now I want to just train as many other women not only to love themselves and go through this transformation with me but now once you did now go as Nelson Mandela said each one teach one you know let's teach each other let's spread this beautiful healthy message of self-love and self-care and unity and plant-based nutrition let's spread it out as far as we can see as far as we can go and so you know just that inspiration and how I felt so vibed up loving myself that's what made me create my business get loved up and that's what's making me say you know no matter what it's not just about me it's bigger than me this is about spreading this um, through the planet so we can all heal together and grow together. Ah, oh, I have chills. <laughs> yes, that's the Holy Spirit. Hey, we have church in here. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to follow that. Oh my god! Hey, come on, come on, get it on. <laughs> but her mission is amazing as well. Uh, yes, so well, it's about. I, you know, my. I thought you meant the Holy Spirit work. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh. I knew my mission when I was seven. So it's, and most people don't. So congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah, it just came. You know, when I connected the food on my plate at that age with the animal that it was, and I just I knew my mission in life was to uh, help people become aware of what was going on uh, behind the closed doors of factory farms. Right. Um, and I thought for sure at that time, if people only knew, okay, if people only knew, then surely everybody would go vegan. Oh, I remember thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I was 15 and I, I discovered all the cruelty involved in the animal agricultural industry and I became totally vegan and I just, I knew that was my mission. So basically my whole life has been about how do I fulfill that mission? Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for that, honestly, you guys, because I went through some, and we all have, but times when I could have really gone to a bad place and, and I went close, but that having that mission, having that sense of I'm meant to be here on this earth to do this thing to save animals that saved me yeah you know 
I knew that I could create a career out of that about five years ago when people started to become more open to it and the information started to be more in the public eye and people started to become aware. I said, let me now take this thing and run with it. And I created Sexy Fit Vegan. I wanted to show people that you could be sexy. You could have a life like people had this idea that you couldn't have a life that you were, you know, weak weak and scrawny and yeah all of that um and I said no I gotta show them and so um that's what I set out to do with my brand and that's what I've been doing ever since and now it's kind of morphed into more empowerment piece now that the education is more out there but yeah. at first it was all about education and then now it's about empowerment yeah and you know mm-hmm. as I grew as a person I got to approach it from different ways how is this going to help people in big ways and like you said not just for them but when you become your best self and you start aligning your actions with your values then you're going to inspire other people Mm -hmm. and so by helping people in a big transformational way which is what I do in the program that I have even though maybe I'm not um, working with tons of people those people are getting such true transformations that they're going to go and affect so many other people and so that's how I'm doing it it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's like a ripple effect you know it's just like and I always say, like, it's just starting one person at a time. One person at a time. One person at a time. Mm -hmm. And so both of you are, like, strong, fierce female entrepreneurs, and you both know what you're doing in the gym. What are some things that we can do as women or men in 15 minutes a day to build our strength? What are some exercises that we can do? Oh, exercises. Yes. <laughs> and meditation uh, can be included. I of care. course, meditation is included. <laughs> Meditate every day. That's, you can ask me 50 times and I'll still say start with meditation. Because that can change your diet. That can change your muscles. That can change your feelings. That can change your emotions. Everything. Everything. It makes everything work better. Yeah. But let's get into the actual workouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, one of my favorite ones are burpees. I love burpees. Oh, you know. Oh, that can go. So you remember, I am a track athlete and actually do yoga and HIIT training, just so you know. So I very much am like strength and softness. I feel like you can have the best of both worlds. I feel like you can be really strong and you can be really feminine and you can be really um, flexible at the same time. You don't really have to choose unless you Mm -hmm. want to. And if you want to, that's fine too. But I actually embody um, and I have a lot of programs out there that are yoga and HIIT. Mm -hmm. So I'll do a vinyasa flow and flow with the breath and then I'll stop and do some burpees and then I'll do Tell us about hit. For hit. anyone who doesn't know. Oh, okay. So hit is high and <laughs> I'm like getting excited now. <laughs> so high intensity interval training. So you will do high intense training for a little bit and then you take a breather and then you do that high intensity again. But the well, point is that anyone can do a lot of things for a short period of time. Exactly. 20, 30 seconds. 15 minutes. can do it. So you do a little bit of yoga and then a little bit of kicking your butt. Little yoga, burpee, yoga, uh-huh. malasana, yoga, lunge. That's my, yes. that's my go-to workout. So I love that too. Yoga, if you do every day a l- meditation, mm-hmm. you know, your vinyasa flow, and you do like, let's say, 10 squats, 10 push-ups, 
There you go. <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 squats, 10 push-ups. Yep. Breathe. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my and go-to. So, Ella, it's okay if you repeat because I know what you're going to say because <laughs> Ella likes to talk about burpees and squats. Yeah? <laughs> you like burpees too. Oh, yeah. Well, so, it, everyone it, do burpees. It really is the best it's in my around. opinion. It's it does everything. Everything right? is from, you know, getting your heart rate up, mm-hmm. working every muscle in your body, your core. It's functional. We yeah. all, you know, and I'm all about functional training and I mm-hmm. think that's not only efficient, but it helps set us up for a lifetime of a healthy body yeah. right. and movement and not getting to that place where we're stiff. And, you know, so functional training and then stretching yoga, yeah. uh, those two things combined. Efficiency. Burpees are efficient. If you can do one exercise, sit, go and do 20 burpees. I'll take mm-hmm. you. I like to have goals, you know, and like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and skills. So for me, yoga, I love practicing my handstands and getting better at those. Yes. You know, having something to work towards, I think, as opposed to just going and mindlessly kind of doing the same exercises over and over again. I'm a proponent of classes as well. I love classes. Finding fun, you know, things that are fun for you. Um, and if you are at the office every day, if you are sitting, set your timer, get up, do your stretches. You know, our hip flexors get so tight sitting down mm-hmm. and that will throw off your entire body. If you're having knee pain, it very well could be from your hip flexors. Right. right. You know, and, and so to get up and set your timer and do do a few uh, sun salutations in the middle of the day. Do 20 burpees. You know, these are things, take the stairs. Like you can do things that you would otherwise take the elevator, take the stairs. Mm. You know, just these simple little things to get active and get your body moving and balance out your body as well. And I just have to say something. So Ella told me this on a podcast before, so I have to repeat it. So how many burpees for Oreos? Okay, so we're (laughs) vegan, but we can still eat Oreos, right? But we're going to choose not to. But let's just say that you're going to eat Oreos. How many burpees does it take to work out those Oreos? Tell me me the stats. Okay, so how many – the question is how many burpees does it take to work off the empty – awful calories in because I don't do calorie counting on a regular basis. Right, right. But just but just to give you an idea why you can't outrun your fork is what I always say. Yes, <laughs> that's a good one. Outrun your fork, right? So how many burpees? You already know the answer? For I, three? I, I remember, so let's let everyone guess. Right, Who's in this room? Okay, Tiff, you guess. How many calories um or how, how many, many burpees? burpees to work off the uh crappy calories in three Oreos? <laughs> three Oreos. Burpees. And you've done burpees there? Not easy. One burpee is not easy. Uh, 50? Uh, Roxy. I would have to say 50, yeah. 50? 50? I was going to say 20. 20. 100. I was just going to say 100. You didn't let me guess. I would I did not get it the first time the first time I think I said 50 as well and so and it's that, about you know about, that is about 100 yeah burpees. and of course this is all yeah, relative, that before, but yeah. that just goes a to lot of show burpees. you uh-huh. yeah what 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 food means and what exercise means and how much of it I've asked this before and you guys don't have to say it's not a dogmatic it's this percent but there is so much to the food yeah mm-hmm. over yeah. the exercise so people say it's 80% food or 90% food or 70% food and the rest of the exercise what do you think just ballpark not doesn't mean it's science just what do you think in your experience I go 80 to 90 85 ish food percent. and the rest oh, exercise yeah. yeah I go workout every day Move your body every day. You know, do some burpees, do some yoga, dance, whatever you do. Yeah. Do that like it's your lifestyle because you want to be healthy and fit and eat smart. 
Because I feel like when people get in their head, they start to beat themselves up over food and the things that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to wear your Oreos, wear your Oreos. But just know that you chose to wear your exactly. Oreos. You know, and um, I feel like, that. you know, that's my advice. Like, if you want to be fit, stay in the gym and eat super clean. If you don't care about being fit, you have to know that you can eat healthy and you don't have to be fit if you don't want to be fit. But if you want to be fit, then you're going to have to balance that energy um, expenditure with how much you consume. You know, and I tell that people because some people, their goals is not to be fit. They're just like, I'm not. That's not my goal. And that's fine, too. But then when it comes to health, you have to pay attention to your nutrition. So I just want to make sure I say that because one thing that I am speaking to a lot is body positivity mm-hmm. and embracing everybody's body and how people choose. Like we are very fit, but my community is very fit women but it's also women who choose not to be fit and so I always want to speak to the fact that it is your choice but no matter whether you choose to be fit or not you can always be healthy and healthy is working out to your level moving your body moving your energy moving your chi because that is your spiritual energy right Mm -hmm. and then eating healthy plant-based diet that not only affects your body but also affects the planet so I feel like if people do that I mean if you want a number I say 50 50 Mm -hmm. you know work out and eat healthy food and I will say my healthy food ratio is I eat 80% healthy and then 20% whatever I want but when it comes to fitness I just do what feels I want a mile a day you know I like to do that and I say walk it or run it and I work out sometimes I work out like I'm about to do a bodybuilding competition and for the last two months when I was taking care of my auntie I worked out probably I can't even remember the last time I worked out so little, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was, I was in a caretaking position and it was just a different time in my life. And so I just want to just put that out there Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, I am so hardcore and gung ho and get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to get, I like two hours this morning trying to do my Shanga practice, trying to get back at it now that I'm transitioning into my yoga teacher training. But I wanted to speak to the fact that different times in your life, things will change, but just keep a base level of fitness and movement because again, it's about moving the body keeping your energy up it also keeps your mental state up it also reduces stress so move your body feel good and eat healthy and you're going to be awesome 100 percent. hey perfect all right koya and where can everyone follow you online join your retreats yes i'm going to thailand in december (gasps) no yes i would love for you to come it's gonna be so much fun we just really dive in and we love up on each other and we just have a good time you know so that's going to be in december from the first to the do 23rd. you have to be a yogi or can you be yoga you, curious you, you see how i talk you do not have to be okay. a yogi you can totally be yoga curious you can totally be a beginner any shape size nationality you are welcome to come and get loved up i love hey. that yeah, it's for all levels. I'm so excited. I, I cannot. <laughs> and we will work on handstands too. Okay, okay. okay. But, but we'll be in Thailand, which is where I've wanted to go. Get out for of Muay here. Thai. Muay Thai. Hello. Oh, that, oh my that God. Is yeah. Thai boxing. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to go. Yeah. So I'm going to mix that in. But maybe oh, you can okay. teach us some Muay Thai. Oh, yeah. 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 Why That'd not? That'd be nice. Why not? And I said, I'm finishing my tattoo in Thailand as well. So get out. Oh, yeah. December. Let's talk. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Let's plan it. In. And if you want to hear about Ella's Muay Thai experience, we talk all about it on episode 97. 97. Yes. So go back and listen to that episode so you can hear what we're talking about. And Ella, where can everyone find you online, work with you, follow you, all that good stuff? Sexy Fit Vegan. SexyFitVegan.com, SexyFitVegan on all the social media. 
add a forward slash and masterclass and you get a free, very powerful masterclass online that will teach you some powerful mindset shifts to get you started on the path. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here today. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.